This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. We have another great episode in store for you. And today our guest is the lovely Jennifer Volthrin. Jennifer has been a counselor for over 20 years, helping people to love their lives. She experienced her own limitations in life and found herself playing small and staying stuck. Once she decided to make a change, she was able to emerge brilliantly by finding tools that could quickly and effectively move her to a more fulfilled life. Over her time working with clients, she found that most people wanted happiness Most people wanted to be heard. They wanted health. They wanted career. They wanted passion. And they wanted enthusiasm for life. But they were living a life that was subpar. Now Jennifer finds the tools that work for each individual specific to their needs. This is where she comes in. Since each individual is unique with their own set of wiring, the tools that work for one will not necessarily work for the others. And this is why Jennifer customizes her approach with each person as she helps them to unlearn and reprogram all of the conditioning that puts people into a box where there is little oxygen or room to grow. Her mission is to help others break through the fear and to fully live, to enable that sense of freedom, joy, and passion for living. I am so excited. Can't wait to get into this. And I hope you leave today's conversation feeling that passion for life too. Hello, we are back again and Jennifer is here with me. I am so happy you're here, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Deidre, for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I want to start off by just kind of opening things up as I typically do with these interviews. You know, I love hearing people's stories and I want to know what led you to the work that you're doing today? What was the backstory? What was your experience that brought you here? Oh, oh, Dan, where do I start? Let's see. Okay. I, you know, I think I had um, a childhood that uh, just as many of us do, everybody has something, you know, not to minimize anything, but everything affects everybody individually. So there there was bullying. I was a heavier set gal. I didn't really fit in. I had anxiety, a huge anxiety. I dropped out of school. Um, my mom and dad separated when I was like four. Um, so the anxiety kind of took over my life. I lost sort of, uh, well, I mean, I didn't leave the house for a long period of time. Uh, so my social life was just, there wasn't one. And then when I did start to socialize, I had such low self-esteem that I socialized with many people that were, um, and listen, there's no judgment on, we're all the same color blood. Let me make that 100% clear. And I am so grateful and so thankful, Deanne, for my experiences in life, because I wouldn't be the counselor I am today with those experiences. So what happened was I... Um, I guess misery loves company, right? So (laughs) I I, I gravitated towards people who would maybe, I don't know, I don't really know how to say this. 
I guess just saying it, people who just loved me for who I was. And in my dad's eyes, if you didn't have the means, you know, you weren't all that. And to me, it just didn't matter. I felt love whether, you know, people were dealing drugs or going to the opera. I I didn't, you know, I just didn't care. Yeah. And so my friends became people who were partiers and things like that. And I wasn't a drinker. I didn't do drugs. I, you know, I smoked cigarettes, but that was my, and it's not because I didn't want to believe me if I could have, I would have, but because of the anxiety, yeah, I wasn't able to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then I went in and I started doing a whole bunch of businesses. I had a consignment business. I taught Red Cross babysitting when I was, you know, I mean, I did, I went to move to Salmon Arm and built homes. I had convenience stores. I bought and sold houses. Uh, I, I've just been blessed with so many things in my life. But during that time, I saw a lot of things happen in all different worlds. Many, like, like I said, whether you're at the yacht club or hanging out um, in a clubhouse somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and again, I can't stress this enough. We're all the same color blood just because your choices are over here and your choices are over there. Believe it or not they're very similar world, worlds. Mm -hmm. So when you come into counseling, which I chose to do, I started uh, tr uh, my education to be a counselor when I was 18. Wow. And it took some time. And then I worked with kids that were at probation, uh, just struggling. And I really found my, my niche there. I really found that I fit because I could understand and as I moved on, uh, over the time I moved back to White Rock, I mean, this is now my kids are like I had kids. And uh, so now they would be, I think they were 11 and 13 when we moved back. Well, when I moved back with them and then I did my master's and got my master's degree. And, but it, you know, when people come to me now uh, and they say, oh, I want to be a counselor. I'm like, look, a lot of us aren't recognized unless you have your master's. And that takes a long time. Yeah. And a lot of being a counselor is having life experience. So if you're not having uh, a lot of referrals or business or things like that, don't beat yourself up about it. It's just a work in progress. Yeah. And it, when people say to you, what's your niche? Well, here's my example. If I'm working with somebody who is an addict, let's say, or relationship, but let's start with an addict. And we're all addicts to some degree, right? I mean, yeah. whether you're a workaholic or an alcoholic or a gambler or rampant, whatever yeah. it is. We're programmed. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so many different things that we could talk about. And, but if you have, let's just say an addiction. And you're in a relationship or the family, everybody's affected by that addiction. And that leads to mental health. So then you have your anxiety and depression and so forth and so on, frustration, anger, yeah. uh, and guilt. Yeah. You know, and, and they all come into one. So what I like to do is I like to <laughs> I have this big board, this big whiteboard, and I put a circle kind of around and I put, let's say it was me, Jen, in the middle. Yeah. And then I would have my mom, my dad, my kids, my dogs, my everything that's kind of work, whatever, whatever's in my life. 
Yeah. Anyways, moving forward, just our life experiences that go on, go on that board. And then that's when people have the aha moment. So for me, it's, it's kind of that. I shoot myself in the foot a lot of times because when I can do that in, in a one session and when you have that aha moment, not to yes. say I'm brilliant or anything like that, there's plenty of counselors <laughs> and plenty of people out there that are amazing at what they do. So, but my thing is that, and so when I draw it out, people go, oh my goodness. Yes, that's it. Right. Yes. And then they're good. It's but like to they, have that. Just, yeah. It's sorry. They it's get like to that. See it. It's like it's like all of a sudden they get a blind spot before is now brought to the surface, and they can say, "Oh my gosh, now this makes sense. Now I can have deeper compassion for myself, and thus begins that healing." Oh, so true. Yeah, so true. The funny, funny. I just have to share this. The last uh, I had a client just a little while ago, and we did the board, and she just wasn't really happy with her life, and. I don't know. She'd probably, what, 28? I think she was 28. And so (laughs) she then was talking about, she had been in a relationship for five years, monogamous, all of that. And then all of a sudden uh, she decided she wanted to have an open relationship. But long story short, we went through the whole thing and she was on this app, dating app. And then she was playing this kind of reality game on her show where you can build your own characters. Now, how many of us, I mean, I've played World of Warcraft. I have <laughs> totally leveled up my character to, you know, you get you get this high from it. And so instead of living the real life, you're depressed in your real life, but yet you're having this high moment because you can control everything in this game. Yes. And I could tell you so much more about that, but so yeah, that's, that's kind of wh- how I ended up. Uh, just my life experiences led me uh, to where I am now being the counselor that I am. I I love that you shared some of the vulnerable pieces of your story, you know, from, you know, being, being bullied and feeling like you don't fit in with the rest of the crowd yeah. and finding a crowd that, you know, we might perceive as maybe low vibration, like party or drinking, you know, other people that also are sad. And that's, again, that's not a judgment. It's just an awareness. And what is interesting for me in what you said, you said, because of the anxiety, I couldn't fall into that, into that stuff, whether it was drugs or drinking Mm -hmm. because of the anxiety. So it, with that in mind, would you say that anxiety was a friend in that experience for you? Do you, do you see that now? Oh, for sure. Then. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, one. And the thing with anxiety, uh, thank you for asking that. That's a great question. The thing with anxiety, most people who are in schools. So if you have a, a child that is in school, they, they're meant to fit in this box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of our mental health issues come from because we can't express our freedom, our minds. We're not allowed to doodle. We're not allowed to do this, that, and the next thing. So we feel so suppressed in everything. And then you've got things going on at home and then you've got things going on with friends and then you feel like you don't fit. And, and it's just like, oh, you just want to, it's, it, you just want to explode, but you can't, you don't know how. Yeah. Again, mental health. 
addiction, drugs, alcohol. So for me, it it truly was a blessing, even though it felt like a jail sentence. Right. I couldn't go do like I was afraid to leave the house. Yeah. I didn't fit in anywhere I felt. I and that took forever. I mean, even even up until when I got married. And I I my I remember my my husband now was would drive me over the Patella Bridge. Okay, we can do it. We can do it. No, just stop. Stop. I remember being going through the tunnel wow. and backing up the on-ramp. I mean, I just like the things I would do to avoid yeah. and the things. So I would be, let's just say with friends and I would do things that, well, what if we do this instead of this? And then finally I just shut down. I was just like, no. And it took me years to get over that and be confident in who I am now. Yeah. So if I had have had the ex explanation of, of the anxiety, depression, anger, frustration, and hormones, I'm sure I was in perimenopause in my 20s. I'm sure I was. And there's not enough knowledge now about menopause, perimenopause, hormones, men and women, not just women, men and women. Yeah. Adrenals, cortisol levels, all of these, your iron, when you're tired, you're not sleeping. And there's all of these things add up. And so if you can, you, you really, I prefer going to naturopaths. I have a great doctor now, but before... I didn't have anybody that really understood. So of course it's, well, here's this medication, try this. Well, here's that, try that. Well, we know this isn't going to work. So, you know, and, and when you have um, pregnancy tubes tied for men, it's the roller coaster ride. It's, you know, poor men, they don't know whether they're coming or going or backwards or forwards because they don't know where the women are in their lives. And we don't either to be fair and to be honest. So now we have relationships that are just, you start out best friends and you end up enemies. Yeah, we stop dating. We the kids, the finances, all of these things come in. And it's like, if you ask somebody, who are you? They're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who I am. You've because lost. it's connection, I think that is oh. lost, right? Connection with self and connection with the outer world as well. And, you know, you talked about the video game of like, oh, yeah, you get to escape into this video and you get to build up this mm -hmm. person in this whole new life. So we're sure. already being moved into a false reality because mm. we haven't been given the supports to love and live in our own reality. Yeah. And I, I want to keep adding to this because I think this is so important, you know, this mm -hmm. idea of anxiety. And I, I want to speak about even over COVID what happened because I was going out to events and driving all over the place and traveling and doing all these things. Mm -hmm. COVID hit, of course, shut it down. I have so much anxiety driving in the downtown city. I have so much anxiety thinking about booking trips and flying anywhere. So mm. I'm curious to know if you've seen that uptick in people, because I think it's something that we haven't really talked about really loudly yet, but the impact that that had on us, because we got put in the box in that time mm -hmm. really, really intensely, didn't we? Mm -hmm, definitely. So it's the same idea, but in a different way 
capacity, right? You know, the putting the kids in the box and saying, this is how you have to behave. And this is how you must act. And this is how you have Mm. to show up. Otherwise you're not normal or whatever the judgment is there. And we had the same thing happen over COVID. So it's like this re-triggering, I think, for a lot of people. So have you noticed an uptick in anxiety since COVID happened? Do you find that people are a bit more anxious or were you already seeing a lot of anxious clients at that time? Oh, that is a brilliant question. Brilliant. I see it more in use ah, than yeah. I do in adults. Yeah. Um, I think adults, for me, I'll use me just for instance. Now, that was a huge thing for me because I had multiple businesses. And I... <laughs> I had never, I mean, I was a type A personality. Go, 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 go. And then to have to sit in my own house and not see anybody, not do anything. I hear you. Oh my God, I hear you. But the one thing that I truly, I hope everybody else grabbed from that. And I'll get back to your question here. But for me, it was, I really got to enjoy and find out who I was. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. So many people. So good. Yeah. I think so many, I've seen people have wonderful, beautiful awakening mm. and a new snapshot of what they want their life to look like. So mm. in so many ways, it was a tremendous experience. I think shift. It was yeah. a shift. It was a yeah. massive shift. And I think mm. if we're choosing to receive the value in it, then we get to receive the value in it. Right. That being said, unfortunately, it still doesn't take away from this anxiety now, because again, we went into the safety security Mm -hmm. space and now we're having to stretch again. And you'll know this really well, because at one point you didn't have any friends, you didn't go out. Then you stretch yourself in a big way, went probably the opposite end of the spectrum, starting all these businesses, getting social. So you really broke through that. And, um, Oh no, life has changed. Oh, de- oh, right. hold on. Oh, definitely. Oh, so let me, maybe I said that wrong. So when I had the businesses, I was out, I was social, but I was working. I was a workaholic. Right. You were in the zone. Tunnel vision. Yeah, 100%. So then I had to really look at myself. And so if you're in a relationship, um, like my kids still live at home. They're older, but they still, they want like in suites and this, that, and the next thing. But so I had people around me yeah. Uh, although people that didn't have people around them or had families around them, like in their same space. Yes, that's be- because, of course, if we go back to the relationship thing and you lose your best friend, who wants to be in a house with screaming kids or argumentative kids or <laughs> a partner that is not your best friend anymore? Yeah. You know, yeah. Now, anybody that can survive that. Right. (laughs) You're going to survive your marriage for the rest of your life. I, I, you know, either way. Although what I think the thing is, is when everybody was so excited, I was hoping and praying that people would slow down. I was hoping that I would, and I have, I have slowed down too. Yeah. I enjoy. Okay. It's the end of the day. I'm going to rest. I'm going to do my yoga, Pilates, paddleboard, swim. I don't care. Walk my dogs, whatever it is. 
I do find that people are hitting it hard though. They're yeah. hitting it hard. Yeah. Because during that time, they either really discovered who they were or wanted to discover who they were or their lives went really downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where I'm feeling people now are, are shifting and wanting to know who they are. Yeah. When I say that, that brings me not only to the anxiety part, I find a lot of youth kids so many kids now are put on antidepressants i if i like there's 10 11 12 year olds that are on medications for anxiety depression i'm just like good gracious like come on there's other ways there's breathing yoga i'm so happy to see that they're incorporating that into schools now Moving forward, you come up and you, you know, this is another thing that I've really given a lot of thought to where the anxiety uh, for parents, for youth, for families in yeah. general, uh, again, addiction, everything. But when you have somebody who is going into more um, not knowing if they're bisexual, if they're, you know, that piece, yes it's a huge shift so this is my rant or not rant but this is my thought when and women have the right to have their say to work to be 50 50 but I think at some point we took it a little too far this is my thought and in saying that because now men don't know whether to open the car door <laughs> uh, whether to say good morning, darling, or reach over and give you a hug, because so many of us are like, don't touch me. I got it. I can cut the lawn on my own. This independent, right? This independent. Yes. But yet we yearn to be held and touched and, and talked to. Mm-hmm. And, but now we have that anger and resentment. So bring it back to the use, the kids. They're like, well, what role? Because I see daddy doing mummy's jobs and mummy right. doing daddy's jobs. And mm-hmm. so now a lot of my clients are those that are trying to figure out, yeah, do I want to be with a man? Do I want to be with a woman? Do I want to be with both? If I hear open relationship one more time and I'm all for it, hey, whatever works for you, <laughs> have at her. I will support you 100% because you know what? I've got my quirks too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's a very confusing world at this time. Yeah. So having it, it, I mean, I think at this moment, morally, if we can just believe in ourselves and know that that is a journey and know that that is going to take you somewhere. uh, And here, here's another thing where you talk about anxiety. There's so many people out there. My son was in a mountain bike accident in 2012. I got a phone call from Whistler Hospital saying, we don't think your son's going to make it but we're going to airlift him to VGH. Well, my whole world changed. That was my eldest son. My youngest son was turning 17 two days after this. And so he was, my eldest was in a coma for nine days. They didn't, they tried to take him out. They couldn't. Then waking up, didn't know how to eat, uh, talk, walk, didn't know who I was, didn't know who he was, didn't know where he was what happened nothing so then we had four suicide attempts and it's been 10 years so there's so many families out there 
that are so lost, yeah, so lost uh, with the caregivers. We talk about dementia. We talk about all of those things. There's not enough support. Mm-hmm. And so again, as for counselors out there, as you shift and you move through your career, you are going to find that you're going to add to your niche. So when somebody says, I'll bring it back to that. Somebody says, oh, you specialize in anxiety? Well, that's great. But are you able to help any anybody else? This, that, yeah. And the yep. family. Yeah. Are you able to help the family? Or is it just the anxiety? So if you move forward after that, uh, my dad, dementia. Right. Um, having to deal, that's that's crazy. You know, he's now passed away, but we were like tight. I mean, we didn't get along at all, but we were tight. You know, <laughs> I was more like his wife than because he bit me and I bit him. And oh my God. Anyway, so, but that's life, you know. So, yeah. but the things, and that's another thing when you're in a relationship and you've got all these things to deal with. And then moving forward in 2021, I had a break in into my house and I was walloped over the head with a gun. And I, I then knew what it was like to have a brain injury because I ended up in the hospital for a a while. So now it's, and the whole reason I bring that up is because that's anxiety, that's depression, that's anger, everything. And there's doctors and there's, you know, so the other thing I would say to counselors or anybody out there that that wants to go into counseling and be self-employed is make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have your disability. Make sure you have your critical life insurance. That's, you know, you're dead. You're gone. Yeah. Okay. If you want to look after your family, that's great. But for now, look at the critical for when you're alive. Look at the disability because I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything when Tyson had his accident. I didn't have anything when I thought I did. I thought I did, but I wasn't paying attention because I was so busy. Yeah. Yeah. So protect yourselves, protect yourselves so that your family's protected. Make sure, like I've now done my power of attorney. My son's my power of attorney. He's also on all my bank accounts, just like I did with dad. Yeah. When he when he was the dementia and all that, I put all of his money into my bank accounts, even though he thought I had stolen his money and tried to explain. Anyways, <laughs> so counselors, people who are thinking about counseling, I say coaching is one of the best ways. Social worker, you're still, it's it's less time in school for the most part. Yeah. And there's so many ways of helping people. Yeah. Make sure you're getting into it for the right reasons and not enabling because that codependent thing where we all like to enable everybody mm-hmm. and not look at ourselves. Yeah. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, look at you and what you do. I mean, you're just a blessing to so many people. You cut out the middle person. It's not just about talking or doing EMDR or doing whatever therapy you want to do. You're right there, you know, and you nail it. You're so good at what you do. I'm so blessed to have met you. And, you know, you answered so many of my questions to move forward in my life. And sometimes that's what we need. Yeah, we need that part. Yeah. And people spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars looking when all they have to do is take out that 
whiteboard and draw pictures. Yes. Right. (laughs) Connect the dots, so to speak, you know, connect the dots. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I love that you shared that about entrepreneurs and giving yourself some protection in that too, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they overlook that. And then I, I knew a client, she actually had fallen in the ice and broke both her wrists. Oh, she was a self-employed healer and she could not work. So she had to rent out her whole house. She lived under the stairs in the basement. That's yep. what she had to do. Yep. So, I mean, there's always ways to, to survive, of course, but it gives you peace of mind and it actually reduces anxiety when you have mm. those protection pieces in place. So I think that's really important. Here's mm-hmm. what I want to ask you, Jennifer. Yeah. How did you go from being so anxious So that stepping into running businesses and having a successful career, because I think a lot of people feel so held hostage by their anxiety. And I'm curious to know what were your big pieces there so that we can help those people listening that are like, oh, my God, yeah, I've been so anxious. What what would you say are the kind of the main things there for you or for this is my this is my passion. This is my passion. Okay, my passion is getting people out of that. And it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. It was hell. Uh, But first and foremost, find somebody that you can really let loose with. Like really, if you want to swear, if you want to dance, if you want to like comedy is your thing, find a comedy therapist. Yeah. Find, you know, life doesn't have to be so damn serious all the time. Yeah. Swearing is a sign of intelligence. I don't care what anybody says because I swear like a trucker. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fuck you. Yeah, no, when we're in counseling, it's like I have my clients and they're like, fuck. And they're, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, fuck. Now I can swear all I want. Great. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's so good. Like we're not, you know, like we're human, just like I admit. So yeah. getting back to your question. Um, I think I want to find a person that you feel safe with that you can share with that you can have some fun with but don't be afraid of failing Mm -hmm. you know I had a house cleaning business as well as my counseling business as well as every other business and I loved my house cleaning business loved it love the people that I've got to see every day for multiple I would go leave here at eight o'clock in the morning and I would go and scrub toilets, and then I would race home, change my attire, get into my counseling gear. And even if I was still in my sweats, nobody cared. Yeah. You're not, like, I'm just as human as anybody else. I'm no better than anybody else. Like, this isn't a facade. So I love that because I think that there's this perception that we can't be fully authentic in that experience, right? Like yeah, I don't want that's... to be perfect. I want you to see my vulnerable side too, because Thank I feel safe with me. Right? Yes, yes. Like we yes. have almost this standard that still exists out there of like mm. suit tie and you know yeah. got to be all proper. It's like who feels safe to just shoot the shit in that, right? It does. Oh God, you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Be you. Be free. At least you know. And and the one thing is, is there's I always when so here I'm getting back to your question when I find or when people find me and they say I have this I have that but I really can't afford a lot or even if they don't say that I will say do you have an EAP program which is where your employer yeah has 
coverage for you. Yeah. So they nothing comes out of their pocket. Do you have workers comp? Because I'm covered by all of these things. Try and find somebody like that will work with you. Do they have a sliding scale? Yeah. Do they have, uh, are they covered with ICBC? Um, like or whatever myself. other insurance program. Yeah. yeah. Other medical, extended medical. It's really tough for people in the States. I work with people in the States, but there's always a way. There's always a way. Yeah. Never limit yourselves. And, you know, oftentimes for me, it was allowing myself to grow. Yeah. That's the key. Don't just because you're married and have 20 kids and you're, you feel like you're stuck in this career. You're not, you're never stuck. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Yeah. You have a choice. Oh, I got to pay the bills and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. No, don't fucking hand me that. Yeah. yeah. Because I will find a way for you. If you're meant to write a book, be a coach, um, your experiences in life, start doing podcasts. Start doing YouTube videos, get an income coming in from YouTube videos or whatever it looks like for you. I will find that for you or with you Yeah, because I know you have it in you. Love it. And that for me, if somebody had said that to me, oh God, I tell you that I would probably be traveling the world right now, (laughs) enjoying my life, you know, because we put too many limitations on, on ourselves. And I think that's really crucial that we understand that open that box open the box open the damn box open right yes reach out like even if it's for free consultations from a hundred different counselors i don't care how you do it or coaches or whatever there's free things all the time all the time time. you know like all the time just reach out resources out there too you know i love that just open the box to allow for that growth and that expansion oh huge like just yeah the other thing that i want to bring to the surface too is like how you were able to kind of alchemize that anxiety so you were able to take that anxiety and Mm. allow yourself you found your people you got some support that you needed you stepped outside of the box obviously in a really big way yeah um And I believe that even just us honoring that anxiety, instead of looking at anxiety as this like awful, you know, monster, Mm -hmm. which I think Mm -hmm. many of us do, right? Oh, it's, it's horrible. It will contain you in a box forever. If you let it, let it, but Mm -hmm. we have a choice, like you said, and we have an opportunity to befriend the anxiety. So So, if we want to alchemize that energy, mm -hmm. so can we look at that energy and say, okay, anxiety, I see you're here, not happy you're here. Mm. What do you need to show me? What do I really need to know? Mm. Right? So good. So good. So So good. That is one of the tools that I bring to the service for any low vibration energy is can we befriend it? Can we see that it's teaching us something or showing us something that we didn't see before? Well, first of all, First of all, I think people really have to, which took me a very long time to realize that breath, breath work is huge, huge, my God, huge, huge. If I, I, that was a huge shift for me when I was in a car accident in 2017, I started seeing physio. I started doing Pilates. That was the first time I had like, well, after, I mean, it was years after because I was in pain, but my physiotherapist said to me, how do you breathe? 
I was like, what do you mean? How do I breathe? I breathe through my nose. You know, what the fuck do you want from me? Is this a, is this a, <laughs> this is a trick are you tricking me? Is there a candid camera around here somewhere? I don't know. How do you Anyways, oh. so, but what I found was I was breathing up and wow. tensing my shoulders and my neck all the time. So I was tight. Uh, and so when I learned, there's a two minute belly breathing YouTube video. Love it. Two minutes. If you go to YouTube and you find that, just do it. Breathe with your belly. Expand it like you're 10 months pregnant, you know, or as much air as you can get in. Let it go right through your back like you're just exhaling shit out your back. All those toxins, everything. Find a tree. I know this is really odd, but I remember a friend of mine, I was having a meltdown. I was a shit day. I was walking the dogs and she's like, I want you to find a tree. I'm like, are you for real? She's like, yeah, I want you to find a tree. I'm like, do you know where I am? I'm in public. There's people around me all over the place. She said, I don't care. So I go and find this tree. She says, I want you to put your back towards the tree. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, there is no way I'm doing. So anyways, I can run faster scared than she can mad, but I got against that tree. So I'm on the tree. She says, now I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to just really think about how far those roots go. Mm. And so I envision these roots going for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. And so I sucked in all that air from the, 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 just get, I got goosebumps thinking about it. And then I exhaled all the negative shit from my body back out into those roots. And here's a funny story. Well, not funny. My, when my dad passed away, I ended up going for a hike up in North Van. And I, got, I started to get an anxiety attack. And I'm like, holy shit, what am I going to do? There's no, I'm in bumfuck nowhere. There's nobody around me. I'm thinking, what am I? I looked at the trees and I went, Okay. I started thinking, is my dad, has my dad ever been here? If he has, maybe the trees have heard conversations. I know that sounds so crazy, but I then, it's like Mel Robbins, who I love. Yeah. The five, four, three, two, one rule. Go there. Start doing things there. Start shifting your thoughts. Look up the five, four, three, two, one rule. You, that, and work with that fisherman friends i carry fisherman friends everywhere i go um <laughs> rescue remedy i love rescue remedy bought flower thing uh, lozenges i take them magnesium is another thing it's beautiful what you can do with your mind and remember anxiety panic attacks only last a matter of oh maybe maybe two minutes but even if you have to take those baby steps like I did like if I had to go somewhere I would peg point hospitals I would literally point you know okay there's a hospital here there's a hospital there's a hospital and then it got to there's a fire hole here there's a fire and then it was okay there's a vet's office you know and then finally I got to okay well there's a gas station you know I can pull into that gas station even if they think I'm batshit crazy and say I'm having a meltdown yes yeah just making those safety nets for yourself get on the phone call people yeah get your mind off of it call 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 out of control yeah yeah just fisherman friends peppermint anything gum anything that takes your mind off of that you know the sweaty palms the the, (gasps) you know that feeling of you're not in control because anxiety is 
all about not being in control. Although, although people with anxiety, if something were to happen to you, I would know exactly what to do and how to do it for you. Yes. But we don't know how to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And the other thing with anxiety is that it's all based on that high. So if you've had a lot of things happen in your life where you have felt out of control, you go into this uh, holding it, suppressing it like that zit that finally explodes. So when my husband passed away, when I was five and a half months pregnant, um, I went into control mode. I'm like, oh, okay, well, the casket will go over here. The pictures yeah. will go over here. Yep. Yeah. 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 I was in control. Yeah. I, there was an, no problem. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Instead of melting down and going, I can't fucking do this. Oh, my God. I went yeah. into control mode. Yeah. If I didn't do that, that was my body saying, okay, if you don't do this or my brain, you're going to lose your shit. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we do whatever we have to do to do. Yes. That makes and I think that anxiety is a mechanism in which we can stretch and grow ourselves, yes, right? Sure. It's your body's way of saying, hmm, there's something to pay attention to. There's something oh. deeper going on here that you're not seeing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, is it a friend or foe? Well, you know, it can be both, right? And I think it's up to us how we leverage that. Yeah. So Jennifer, I, we've flown through our time today. Yeah. And yeah. I know I it's been like great. It has been great. It's I been great. <laughs> you've given us some, some good things to work forward with mm-hmm. anxiety as well. And the one final piece that I feel compelled to share with the audience is that what I really find is helpful for me is I ask my anxiety if it's mine or not. Oh, I, I love that. I've been finding that sometimes it's not mine. So mm. this morning I had a lot of anxiety and I felt like I didn't want to be here. Like I felt like almost suicidal. I was like, where's yeah. that from? Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Things are pretty good. I had a call with somebody that was coming an hour later. I didn't realize what was going on for them. And they had been, they had, they had attempted suicide a couple of times. Oh, geez. got on the phone with them. I was like, oh, this is where that anxiety was coming from or those thoughts were coming from because we're very empathic beings. We pick up on those things. Yeah. And so I just want to remind people that's not always their own. And so sometimes just asking the question can get us, oh, okay, this isn't mine. Okay, I'm just going to carry on or whatever. So it can be enough to shift us. And the yeah. final, final thing is that when we trust in our God mind or higher self, Mm. knowing that it's doing the work, knowing that it's got things under control there, Mm. then we can start to surrender into that space of like, oh, wait, I don't need to be in control because this superpower is in control anyways. Mm. And so that also has been a helpful piece for me. So I just wanted to share that with the audience. Um, Jennifer, this was so much fun. I'm just... I have, I I'm thinking of people as you're talking, it's like, Oh, I know someone that could really benefit from working with Jennifer. So the audience uh, keeps that in mind as they're listening to you as well. And just be real, be real, just be Be real, real. be, be your true self, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that there's so, like you said, it's so confusing because there's so much going on out there, but we do know in our hearts, we do have the ability to discern, you know, Mm -hmm. we have we have this truth within us that is for yeah. us to uncover. It's not out there. 
you know, it is within us. And I think that's really such a big part of what you do is helping them to discover who they are, their inner truth. And I think it's powerful work. So thank you so much for doing oh, work. Thank you. Oh my it's God. A it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's, it's a, a journey. journey. But you know, spirit called you obviously because of yes. anxiety, you know, that anxiety was almost like, Hey, Jennifer, here's your, here's your career. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. It's a gift. And pe- everybody has that gift, no matter if it's anxiety for them, depression for them, anger, drugs, work, whatever it is. It's a journey. Use it. Use it. Take leverage it. You know, get the goodness mm-hmm. out of it. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Jennifer, where can people go. learn about you? I know we do. Where can people learn about you? Um, where can they access information? Do you have anything that you can share? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is www. And then it's solutions, S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, counseling with two L's.com. There, I'm on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, If people want to be anonymous, I find that really important too. I respect that. So whatever, you know, you'll find my email address. You can do whatever works best for you. I'm here to serve you. Awesome. And have fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I (laughs) love that. It should be. I Mm -hmm. I hear people going to counseling all the time. They're like, ugh. But I, I think counseling with you would be like, I can't wait to see. We that. have a lot of fun. We do. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with my clients. I have great clients. We have a lot of fun. And yeah, it's not always fun. There's tears. There's all this. But you know what? We get through it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing. And we'll be sure to put that contact information in the show notes. And I'm going to go yeah. and that to that breath video that you talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robins 54321. And we'll add those in the show notes so that you guys listening will have access to those extra tools. I love it. So, I love it. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was oh, a joy to sit it, and listen to you and share in the space. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to everybody. I'm so happy that we've been able to do that and shed some light. Me too. Me too. Right. Hopefully they'll it. jump on with you one day and have a podcast as well. Or me. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. We'd love to do that. We should have people from who's listened to this. Come on and do podcasts of their own experiences, right? I Would know. that not be cool? That'd be super that cool. Sharing. You know, it's story more sharing, medicine. more sharing, more sharing for everybody, right? So yeah, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. Okay, all right, girl. Jennifer, have a great one. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye, everyone. Home. Take care. Cheers. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.